Welcome to Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson, and this is episode 12. And the title of this episode is, If you're gonna be alone anyways, you might as well have some fun. For so many years, I felt that if I wasn't married, my life really wasn't, it really wasn't worth going out and doing all these cool things. It wasn't worth going out and traveling. I remember a few particular experiences, probably about three years ago, where I did start traveling quite a bit. You know, I went to California, I went to London. And the interesting thing, if I'm being honest, that there was always a feeling of lack. It's not the funnest thing in the world sometimes. I mean, I'm just sharing with you my my experience from back then. It didn't feel like the funnest thing in the world to be on the beaches of California alone. It didn't feel like the funnest thing in the world to be walking the streets of London alone. And as I as I was sitting here, I was just kind of pondering. And two of my mentors they inclu- they highly encouraged daydreaming. Both Michael Neal and Richard Paul Evans. And as I was sitting here daydreaming, all of a sudden I had an insight. It was really cool because it was the title of this, ep- this episode. We don't have a choice whether we want to be alone. You don't. I mean, you could ask every person in the world. They could all tell you no. That's not up to you. What is up to you is what you do with your time on this earth. We don't get to start over. We don't, this is not a trial run. This is all you got. And so you might as well have fun while you're here. I think of the, the phrase, work hard and play hard. Working hard is fun when you love to do it. When it's something you love to do or even something you desire to get better at. And playing hard can be fun also. But how do you have fun when you're alone? Well, what occurs to me now is without all the thinking in your head about being alone, you can have a pretty good time. There's so many people out there that feel that they haven't made it because they're not married. But being married is just a thought. It provides some different experiences. It provides a companion. But show me marriage. You can point to two people who are married. You can even point to a marriage certificate, but you can't point to marriage. So marriage is somewhat just made up. And don't get me wrong, I'm a huge fan of marriage. I'm just trying to make a point here. And if marriage is made up, so is single. Show me single. You can show me a person that's single. 
You can show me a person that's alone, but you can't show me single because it's made up too. If being single is made up and being married is made up and being in a relationship is even made up, then maybe it's time to start making things up the way that we want them to be. If you already had your married life and you were living that the way you wanted to, what would you be doing? How would you be spending your time? So many people think that being married or being in a relationship is going to bring them happiness. It's not. And if you don't believe me, ask any of your friends that are divorced, and especially the ones that their exes aren't cordial. Many of those people wish they never would have got married. Well, as long as they could get their kids out of the deal. Everything is made up. Everything. If you've lived your entire life pining, waiting for the person of your dreams as, hey, I, I did that for many years, so there's no judgment here whatsoever. And then I mostly stopped. And I started doing the things that I wanted to do. Well, guess what? Some of those things that you're going to go do that can be fun, who knows? You could meet your person that way. Wouldn't it be nice if somebody told us, okay, this is what you got to do and you're eventually going to meet your spouse? I don't know. At first when I said that, it's like, no, it wouldn't. We, we all want to enjoy the variety of the game of life, not knowing what's happening next. And then we get frustrated when the thing that we want to happen next doesn't happen. But you can go out and live your life today. I mean, the only difference is you're gonna go. You're gonna probably go to sleep alone, and you're probably gonna wake up alone. That's the only difference. I mean, even in a marriage, most people go to work, so they only see their spouse or a person they're in a relationship with. I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to do the math in my head here. Let's call it eight hours. What about all that other time? When the time that you're asleep, you're not really paying attention to your spouse. And, uh, and the time you're at work, you're not really paying that much attention to your spouse. It's nice to have someone to say, hey, I did good and you did good. Okay, cool. You can do that for yourself. Actually, one really cool thing Richard Paul Evans told me on uh, a few days ago, he said he invited a group of us to just congratulate ourselves. Congratulate yourself for the amazing job that you're doing. And he said, congratulate yourself specifically. 
congratulate yourself on all the amazing things you're doing. Yeah, it'd be wonderful to have somebody to pat you on the back and say, oh, good job. But if you don't have it, do it yourself. We, we wait so long for the opportunity to be married or in a relationship that we waste our lives. I mean, I know people that are, you know, in their 60s and later that still haven't found their person and got married. And it's just striking me right now. It's like, oh my goodness. I mean, I'm 36 years old. That's still, well, that's like 24 years away, but life passes by quickly. Start writing a story that's worth bragging about. Start make, you know, if people, like if all your married friends think they want to envy you because you're single, well, get them to envy you. Go live a life that they're like, whoa, that would be amazing if I could do that. Live a life now that inspires the people around you. We make up so many rules about everything that we have to have, whether to be happy, whether to say the right thing. You know, the example that just came to me uh, right now is there's so many rules when it comes to life coaching. Like everybody has their idea of what's the best thing to do. If I'm being honest, the best thing to do is <clears throat> settle your mind and let that inner voice, your inner wisdom speak to you. And trust that more and not listen and don't listen to the crazy leprechaun thinking. Cause like like I said, the crazy leprechaun well, to finish my thought, and you'll do very well. You listen to the inner voice, you act on it, and you stop listening to the or you let just don't pay a, I'm trying to think of the right word to say. And ignore. Ignore the crazy leprechaun voice. It'll say stuff, it'll be there. But you can ignore it. You don't have to do anything with it. You don't have to make it your friend. It's kind of like a cellmate if you were in jail that you just kind of have to put up with sometimes. Just there. Not that I know what that's about. And not that most of you probably know what that's about. But you've, pro you've seen movies. We've all seen movies. That you're not single or you're not... Insert whatever that comes from our crazy leprechaun thinking. And what our crazy leprechaun thinking does is it gets us agitated and unsettled and gets us to stop listening and gets us to stop noticing what's going on. And we miss out on a lot of really cool messages from that inner voice. It just takes one simple thought to wake you up. True story. Right before I started this, I was sitting down, and I was doing daydreaming, I was kind of thinking about a bunch of other stuff that was on my mind, and then all of a sudden I had this really cool thought just pop up in my head. That thought of, hey Joseph, because I was actually, I was sitting there and I was, I was thinking about my experience as a single. And, and then it just kind of occurred to me, it's like, well, Joseph, you could either be single sitting here in your chair at home 
or you could be single on a beach. <laughs> I'm kind of a water person and I love the ocean, so that's a no-brainer. The same for you. I don't know what's stopping you, what's holding you back from living your, what I call the it's possible life. It's just starting to do the little things that you really want to do anyways. That's all it is. That is all it is. It's living from that place of your own inner wisdom. But I was, so I was doing this daydreaming and my plan after that daydreaming, I went to bed super late last night and woke up super early to play basketball. So my plan was to take a nap. And that one single thought woke me up and it was like, whoa, I don't need it. I don't want to take a nap. I want to, I want to get on and do a podcast right this second. And that's what I did. It, it doesn't take much to wake us up. So I want to actually take a moment and read. This is from a book called 100 Ways to Create Wealth. I just want to read you some of the things that it says. There's this really cool part that talks about play. And it, if you guys want to buy the book, it's by Steve Chandler. And it's on pages four, it starts on page 14. I'm, I'm just going to start at the beginning of this. And I want you to equate, it's going to talk about money, but I really want you to equate it with living your best life, living whatever life it is for you. But he says, he starts out with a quote by Oscar Wilde that says, life is too important to be taken seriously. People bring more energy to a game than they do to anything else. Everybody at your family gathering can be tired and going to, and not want to do anything. But if somebody says, we're going to play volleyball in the backyard. Everyone jumps up and runs out. And all of a sudden, everyone who is tired and weary and had a rough week and didn't want to do anything is yelling and having fun and running around the yard. What just happened? The paradigm just shifted from real life to a game. What you did was introduce a game into their lives. Games inspire higher energy. They fire up the imagination, and the body has new life. And the same paradigm shift can happen in your workday. And, and I'm going to preface there, and in your life. And you can kind of tell the difference between my reading voice and my speaking voice, so I'm not going to say that every time. Once you fully grasp the power of games, you'll know what to do. Notice how people can play board games like Monopoly for hours on end. They play with great spirit and inventiveness. Video and computer games even more so. A pickup game of basketball in the park after a long, hard day at work can wake a person up like nothing else. It's the joy of just playing. I often tell people that... I often tell people, well... That's why I tell people this, but this is what I, what I believe. Like my, call it my mission statement for life. Or So my, my life's mission is the following. I am the playful wizard that draws forth joy, aliveness, courage, transformation, connection, and light from all the world. That's what it's about. It's about joy. It's about living from your best place, living, living your best life, living that it's possible life. So now I'm going to go back to, back to Steve Chandler here. 
working grinds you down. It hits you even before you do it. Just the thought of it. Just the thought of your workday can fill you with dread and anxiety. You're weary before you begin. Wealth happens to us fastest when we can play it into existence, and so does coming alive. Coming alive happens when we play. But it's hard, given our history, to associate play with money. Money is often just terrifying to people. And, and you can insert in there being single, you can insert in there anything that feels like work or that causes you to think a lot about it. Far from seeing it as a game, people see it as survival. Money is like oxygen to them, not to be fooled around with. Serious business. You can die from lack of it. And that very belief system is what takes all the fun out of making it. All the joy, all the creativity. And I'd add, like, it's the same with life. It's, it's turning everything in. You know, it uses the word here, belief system. It's turning everything into a belief that you have to have something before you have something else. Like, you have to be married to be happy. You have to have the perfect job, perfect car, perfect whatever. One time I was talking to a guy that he actually hung out in some of the, the back of some of those Nashville clubs. And he told me some of the things that, uh, it was crazy. He said, basically, that one artist would hate another country artist because the artist that made 5.4 million and they only made 5.3 million. True story. He also told me that when he got this really nice car, it lasted for about two weeks, that really cool feeling, and then it was gone. You don't need more stuff to have a good feeling about life. Tapping into that inner wisdom will guide you. It will direct you. Even when you have no idea what you're doing. All you have to do is settle into it. Okay, now back to Steve Chandler. The richest man in America, Bill Gates, has always said, we only have one product here at Microsoft, human imagination. But how can you fire up your imagination when you're fighting to survive, gasping for air, drowning in debt? Those are all just thoughts. And so are being single, having to have money, having to, having to be perfect, having to be in the perfect shape, having to insert whatever you think you have to have in order to have what you really want. Same thing. But there are thoughts that shut off the flow of life and wealth. Wealth comes from imagination, from playful thoughts and tireless energy. And so does being alive. And I guarantee you, you will turn heads if you have that playful and fun energy. Just speaking from my own experience, the girls that turn my head the most have an incredibly playful, fun energy. Now, they have to have depth as well, but it's the play that draws me in, and it always has been. And it probably is that way with most guys, if you're, if you're a girl listening. So he goes on to say, therefore, one of the fastest ways to create wealth is to quit working. Instead of working, do something you love so much it feels like play. Like the way playing basketball felt to Michael Jordan or hosting a TV show feels to Oprah or writing Harry Potter novels felt to J.K. Rowling. And, and I'd add there again, like, 
to quit working. Stop working so hard at, I don't mean at the things you actually want. I mean, stop like thinking so much about everything. When you're thinking about what you want to do, you're not actually doing it. When you're planning on doing, that's different. But when you're just sitting there and thinking about what to do all the time, you're not getting any closer to where you want to be. He says, Stephen King has made hundreds of millions of dollars of, of, of dollars writing. In the morning, he works passionately on his novel in progress with heavy metal music roaring in the background. In the afternoon, he returns to work on the writing he's just playing with. He calls that afternoon project my toy truck. Soon he's, his toy truck becomes the new novel. It all begins in play. And hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in royalties keep flowing in. Notice he doesn't call that afternoon project my difficult work project. And that's why Stephen King makes the money that struggling authors don't. He plays and they work. And that's why some people look to be having a lot more fun than you. Because they're just playing. They're not taking their life so seriously. They're not taking their singleness so seriously. Singleness is not a disease. It's just a thought. You know, and he goes on to tell one more story about you know, working with a company that you know, they were struggling with their sales numbers. And all they did was th they created a game that, okay, cool. If we hit these sales numbers by this time, then we'll all go to Disney World. He says, George Bernard Shaw says, we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. Money flows to the young at heart. And so does everything in life that you want. If you're young at heart, if you're playful, if you're fun. I guess I kind of, I'm thinking about it now. I'm thinking it's kind of like the Peter Pan attitude. Just having fun, living life. I don't know about you guys. I, I think those, those of you that have listened to this podcast for a little while now know that I like to have fun. It gets me in the right state. And when we're in the present moment, we can have fun. Nothing is wrong in the present moment. Things are wrong in the past. Things are wrong in the future. But generally in the present, you're actually fine. You don't have to worry about everything going wrong. Because there's always going to be something you can worry about. I mean, it could be as tiny as, you know what you worry about. Play. That sense of just light-hearted, childlike play will bring more people into your life than you could possibly begin to imagine. Why do nostalgia product products work generally very well? No, if you're not familiar with that term, nostalgia just means basically you're loving all the stuff you did when you were a kid, stuff that brings back memories. Because it brings back memories. Why do we love the music we love? Like, I still listen to Blink-182. And I'm 36 and like their music, I started listening to their music almost, I don't know, 20 years ago. Because I love it. It brings back a sense of childhood. I did want to say, I, I, because of the Stephen King quote that I just, or the Stephen King part I just read, one of the best books I've ever read, and I am going to preface this because, you know, I, I realize my listeners are all ages. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely an explicit book, like countless F words. 
But it is one of the best books that I have ever read. It's his only book that Stephen King's book that I've really ever read all the way through is called On Writing. It's his memoir, and really, it's one of the best books I've ever read. I, I love it. I put it up right up there with Creativity, Inc., the story of Pixar. Like it, It's just amazing. It really is. And another, and another incredible book that if you guys want to read, it's called The Inside Out Revolution by Michael Neal. Those are just incredible books. Okay, here's my, here's my side tangent. But coming back, it's all about play. Do you know, when I get, when I get in this, my, my mini studio here and I start thinking really hard about what to say and what's the right thing to say, I don't do very well. And when I just sit back and just start having fun and start, you know, trying stuff, I do much better. You have no idea. You have no idea how much time you get single. You have no idea how much time you get married. And you have no idea how much time you get on this earth. It's almost like each of us has this hourglass behind us, but it's behind our heads so we can't actually see it and it doesn't show up in a mirror. So you can't see it. But we have this hourglass of time allotted to us. That's it. Do you really want to waste? I, I, I did. I, I wasted probably a good 12 years of my life. Yeah, right around there. Probably right 12 years of my life because I wasn't married. And because I wanted it so bad. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be married. But when you start feeling that you need to be married, and you have to find that person immediately, I think that's where the problems begin. Because you put so much pressure on it. And like it says in Meet the Parents, where they ask Ben Stiller's character if you burn down the little gazebo, it's like, well, you put so much gosh darn lacquer on it, it was an accident waiting to happen. That's what happens with us when we're needy. It works the same in relationships. It works the same in business. It works the same all across the board. And when you're not needy, stuff seems to flow to you like water. An example of that is almost every Hollywood celebrity doesn't pay for hardly anything. Why? Because them wearing something or eating something or taking a picture at somebody's restaurant is worth so much more publicity-wise, anything else. It really is. It's one of those... What do they call those? I'm not sure if the word's oxymoron. If I come up with a better... With the, other, the other thing I'm thinking of, then maybe, but... When you don't have anything, it's like you don't have any money, no, nothing whatsoever... It's sometimes hard to get anything. Uh, no, that's not what I want to say. I'm just, I'm telling you, like, if you don't believe me, try being playful. Try having fun. And if you haven't tapped into that a while, 
do something that makes you feel like a little kid. Let's call it the little kid experiment. Go out and play. And play like your life depended on it. I mean, throw yourself into it. Have so much fun. I mean, you remember when you were playing with your little Batman toys or Ninja Turtle toys? Those characters, they had, they had stories themselves. It's like, oh, Batman, I'm, I'm going to beat you up. And then, you know, you're holding the Joker character in the other hand. And you're like, no, Batman, I'm going to destroy you. <laughs> My characters were so much more developed when I was a kid. <laughs> what happened to that? I mean, I even have a hard time sometimes getting to that level when I'm with my nieces and nephews hanging out playing Legos and stuff. It's like you try and you try and you try and you just, you're trying to find it. You know, on the episode, the Christmas episode, how to find that Christmas feeling, I mentioned the song, Where Are You Christmas? by Lee. Well, one of the versions is by Leanne Rhymes. I think we're all asking, even now, like, where are you childhood? Where are you childhood? Where have you gone? When when I'm with a girl that just makes me feel happy in myself, I'm back to being a little kid. I'm back to being a little kid, either chasing a girl on the playground or being chased by a girl on the playground. When you remember how fun that was? When did marriage and like relationships become some stupid status symbol? Oh, well, I'm in a relationship, so I'm better than you. I think that was kind of my Jim Gaffigan voice. <laughs> but seriously, when did it become that way? We introduce, you know, tro- trophy wives and trophy girlfriends like we're somebody. Oh, well, I'm dating somebody, so obviously I'm more important than you. Stupid, who cares? And why do we care? You know, it was interesting. There was, this, is, this goes way back, so I don't know why this is coming to my mind, but I, back in like, you know, fifth, I don't know, fifth grade or elementary school or something around there, I beat this kid in one in one on one basketball that I thought was pretty cool, and it was interesting because he told like I told him I was going to tell everybody that I beat him, and you know the funny thing, he was so assured in who he was that the next day we get when we got to school, he actually told everybody. So it was like this thing that I wanted to be like, this is awesome, and I'm important because I beat you in basketball. Isn't it crazy how much stuff we make up? Why? Why can't we all be like him and just be like, okay, cool, that's nice. I mean, we can be excited and happy for people that are genuinely happy to be in a relationship. There's nothing wrong with that. I am, I am so incredibly happy when somebody finds their person. My favorite stories are. How did you meet? And, and my other favorite question is now, how did you know that this person was the person you wanted to spend basically the rest of forever with? I love those stories. I think a lot of times we hear in other people's stories 
what we want to hear in our own life. And just just a quick thought to share with you guys on when I, I was talking to Richard Paul Evans. So he's, in, in case you guys don't know, he's like this mega best-selling author, you know, multi-millionaire and just has written a lot of really cool books and a lot of really cool stuff in his life. He actually has an awesome foundation as well called the Christmas Box House where he helps people that have been in human trafficking to recover. And he said something to me on Sunday that just hit me so hard. He's like, Joseph, I, I see a lot of my younger self in you. And I was like, whoa. You have no idea the impact that your words will have. Sometimes people are fighting the best that they can to just get through the day. Don't be afraid to give compliments. Another, another lady told me, and it was really interesting how she did just a couple of days ago. And it, the interesting part was how she kind of prefaced it. She's like, I don't want you to be offended. You know, this lady's like, you know, in her, you know, right around 60 or so. And she's in this coaching training program that I'm in. And she's like, I don't want you to be offended or anything, but I, but I just want you to know that for the first, the first time I ever saw you, I thought you looked like Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> and I'm like, Ashton Kutcher, that awesome. Like, you know, the dude's a model, an actor, probably could get any girl he wants. Cool. I thought it was super interesting, though, the way she she said that. And it made me feel so good. <laughs> I just thought of another funny thing, though. Like, uh, there was this other guy, we were at this amusement park. Uh, it's called Silver Dollar City. And he told me I looked like this guy. And I looked up this guy and it was like, oh, <laughs> I don't remember the guy's name. But all I, all I remember looking it up, because sometimes you hear somebody say you look like an actor or a, a person, and I looked it up, and the dude was not, like, what most people would want to look like. We'll just put it that way. And I just, but I, I just found it super funny. But anyways, back, back to this lady, like, she gave me a huge compliment. And I felt that, and I was so grateful for that. There's, there's a poem that's coming to my mind that says, basically, you're only going to travel this, this way once. Do all the good you can while you're doing it. If you can give somebody a compliment, give it. Especially right now in this crazy time of the world, where a lot of people are scared and frustrated and frightened. Give compliments. You will have no idea the impact they can have on this, on these other people. I'm so grateful for all the people that seek to do good in this world. I find it really interesting that the adversary and our crazy leprechaun thinking, they seek to get us so focused on ourselves that we can't do the good that we're meant to do in the world. Go do good. Go have fun. 
live this life. It's interesting. I hadn't been snowboarding in like 10 years. And because I'd actually gotten somewhat hurt the last time I went, I, I took this really hard wipeout. And my, I don't think my equilibrium's ever really been the same since. And so I just stopped going altogether. It's probably a concussion or something like that that I didn't ever get checked out. And then I had a buddy invite me. We were going up and staying in a cabin for his wedding. And, and then he said we were going to snowboarding too. And I went again and I loved it. I forgot how much I loved it. I loved it so much. It was so cool and so amazing. And so now I put it on my like list of fun things to do this year. In case you haven't listened to some of the other episodes, I do a three, five, ten list. Well, at least three. With th- the three main goals I want to focus on for the year, five growth areas. So kind of light goals, but they're just called something slightly different. And then ten really fun things I want to do that year. Your life is going to pass by so quickly. And you have no idea what's going to happen. Our circumstances can always change. Go have fun and do good. I love the quote from Cinderella, so beautiful, that says, Have courage and be kind. You know what? I think if, there were, if that was the only advice we were given in the world, most of us would do pretty well. Seriously, have courage and be kind. Go help people. Go serve people. Go work on cool stuff. I mean, what projects would be so amazing for you to work on? For those of you that follow me on Instagram, the It's Possible guy, you guys know that sometimes I do some pretty cool stuff on there. And I mean just things that I've wanted to do for years that I finally started doing. And I actually called it the It's Possible Challenge. And then I stopped for a long time. But some of the challenges I took on were, they were a lot, but I'm so grateful I have them done. I mean, I drew, I, I drew a, a, all this, like 60% of the Simpsons in a single week. I'd wanted to do that for 15 years. And it took me 11 hours to finish that. Your stuff that you want to do is not as hard as you think it is. We just don't sit down long enough. We, we spend so much more time thinking in our head about doing something than actually doing it. Whereas if you just start, like I've been reading this really cool book. It's The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. And in there, she basically teaches this philosophy of kind of like a rocket ship. You just say five, four, three, two, one and start whatever you want to do. She used it when she was really struggling to be able to just get out of bed. And, you know, this morning I was kind of, I I was debating whether I wanted to do push-ups like I needed to when I got home from basketball. And then finally it just clicked. It was like, oh, five, four, three, two, one, go. And I did them. And you know what? They probably took less than a minute. The things you want to do take much less time than thinking about doing them. Get engaged. Show up. Show up on the life that you want to have. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about some people in Hollywood, for example, right now. 
They basically devoted their entire life to their craft, at least at first. And I'm not saying to do that, just, just to preface. Well, once they became famous, they had their choice of almost any person they wanted. The more that you focus on what's right in front of you and do it well, the more opportunities you're going to have down the road and in the future. I hope you guys have enjoyed today. I mean, I think I, I, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, did, did this, did I get everything out that I really wanted to say? And I think I did. You're going to be single anyways. You have a choice between being broke and single, sitting in a, a small room, or having tons of money and traveling the world. I've got friends in both categories that are single. One that tra- a few that travel the world anywhere they want to go. They have that special airline pass where they can travel anywhere they want for free. And then I have other friends that are totally broke. That can't do hardly anything. You get to decide where you want to be. You don't get to decide whether you're single or not. But you do get to decide what you make of the rest of your life. Stop waiting to live your life. And if you've enjoyed this today and you felt, if you thought about someone that could really use this message, please share it with them. They will thank you. And even if they don't thank you, they, they, might, they might listen to it with, without even telling you. And it could be a huge help to them. And then one really cool thing that I'm going to start doing, as I've shared many times, I am a coach. And I've done this for a long time, and I've helped a lot of people. One thing that I'm going to do, because I understand there's plenty of people out there that can't afford coaches and still really want to be coached, every week, at least for the, for the time being, I will be doing a weekly call over Zoom. If you go on my, you go on my website, happy-single.com, it will redirect you to another page on my other website, josephanderson.co. There'll be, a, there'll be a specific happy and single page there. So it'll have the podcast links, but it will also have a link at the bottom. It will say, join the weekly Zoom call. And that call will go from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Monday morning, Arizona time. Yes, Arizona does have their own time zone. And it never changes. Everyone else changes, but not Arizona. So it'll be from 10 to 11 a.m. Now, please, every week, check and make sure that I haven't changed the time because I have my own mentors that have their own calls. And so sometimes I'll have to change that call in order to you know, be able to make some of the other calls I have and clients and other stuff. But I'm, I'm really excited and looking forward to doing that for you guys. And anybody is welcome to join that, where any one of you can come in and ask almost anything. If you happen to be the only person there, cool. You'll get one-on-one coaching for free. And if there happens to be quite a few people, as I anticipate there might be, then you, you may get five or ten minutes. And especially if there's more people, I'll start out with just kind of sharing what's what's on my mind and what I feel will be helpful in that conversation. But I really do. I I thank you guys so much for listening to this. And 
you know, and it, I'm so grateful that you guys are willing to listen. It, it is so cool to see how, to see these podcast numbers climbing because my goal is to get a million listens this year because that's a million people that have heard this message. That's a million people that are that much more in tune with their inner wisdom and that inner voice. So help, help me on that. Help, help share, share this for me and you'll, and you'll help out a ton of people. Thanks so much for listening. Go out and live your adventure. <laughs>